0: Future Hacker. Life. Path. Future. Apoio Instituto Brasileiro de Ciências e Inovações.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is the second episode of Yair Iona for Future Hacker. Ok, Yair, uh, let's cover music. One of our passions.
0: Yeah, music. Super.
1: So let's talk about the music industry, specifically about the creation process. This mixture of you know putting your soul out there with whichever resources you find that produces sound and the techniques you learned or created over time. What's your view regarding the evolution of this industry? Music uh, has been democratized the internet so you don't need to depend on those big players choosing what you're going to hear anymore you already have access to to anybody that is putting herself himself out there when talking about this industry's evolution i'd like to cover with you creation distribution consumption and how you think these new technologies are affecting the chain okay so first of all uh, very small topic, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you have like five hours to spare because... We- yeah,
1: like, you have three minutes to... Come. Okay, but uh, let, let's be a little more specific, okay? So we've been covering a lot the use of artificial intelligence in the creation process. You know, you, you read that people can get artists that are already uh, diseased and, and use artificial intelligence to, to create whatever... It wasn't created before, but using the technique uh, you can use artificial intelligence with sounds that maybe you can't really reproduce manually. Just, just tell me what you think about the use of this type of technology in the, in, in, in the process of, of music creation. I think
0: like in, in the entire topic of the music industry is, and in other topics in general, I mean, it's here, let's make the best out of it and I don't care. Seriously, I don't care. If you, can, if you can have John Coltrane playing saxophone in my songs, I'm gonna use if it if it makes uh, interesting artistic value. You know, I don't care. And I think there's not much to talk about it here. As long as I'm not misbehaving or misusing something, you know, if I'm not hurting you, why do you care if I'm gonna use my joko training my songs or not? You know,
1: it's just another tool. It's just like a hammer. You can use it or not.
0: Of course. I mean, you've given you've given technology. What an amazing present! Don't douchebag technology and make the best out of it. I really see life in a very very simple way in that sense. I mean, I can tell you that. We can talk about how much being 40 years old and that I think that the younger generation is not really making uh, interesting music and they're not really, you know, they're not good and they're not using the instruments that they should be using. I mean, who cares? If you make great music and you have like gazillions of people who think that you light up their day, who am I to even have an opinion about it? You know what I mean? I mean, think about the generation who, who thought that people who love The Beatles in 62 are wackos and they should be expelled from school and they should only read the Bible every day. I mean, but instead they're listening to Rock and Roll, Chuck Berry and, and The Beatles. It's generation generation differences. We need to see if it's something that doesn't create harm. Let's embrace it. Because you cannot anyway, you cannot change it. Do you think I'd prefer to have people making more music like Led Zeppelin? In a way, yeah, but who cares what I want? I mean, it's like this natural evolvement of things.
1: And there's room for everybody, right? You just
0: said it yourself. I mean, you have democratized everything. I can literally create an album of me drumming on my belly after drinking beer and there's going to be someone in the world who believe that it's interesting and worthwhile to listen to. Okay, super. There's really room for everyone.
1: And how do you see the evolution of, of synthetic music? I mean...
0: Synthetic music?
1: Yeah, I, I don't even know what it means, honestly. But that, that that's when you, you're just searching for it. At the end, it's the, just the use of more electronic, computer-made sounds. But I think it's just like artificial intelligence, right? It's just another tool... And the back-to-basics of just actually learning and getting an instrument and getting deep to that, at the end, it's going to be a market for everybody, right? So that's your line of thoughts, right?
0: I'm not sure even that a market is, is the term that I use. I'd say that it's just a place for everyone. You don't need a market. I think the word synthetic sounds, I'm not sure if a computer that produces sound is more synthetic than a guitar. They're both creating frequencies and vibrations, and it affects your your world of emotions somehow. I mean, you, have, you know, you have, uh, you can take like Charlie Patton, an amazing, amazing blues guy from the 20s, yeah, and you listen to it, and it sounds like awful. I mean, the recording quality is awful because it's like 1925. I mean, they didn't have electricity. They had like a mouse running on a wheel to run the tape or whatever it was. And then you have like Radiohead or, you know, forget about Radiohead. You have like like experimental electronic musicians who create sounds out of water drops, you know? And they're both legit. And the person who will take both Charlie Patton and the music that you take from water and combine it into being the next Beatles will win the lottery. That's it. That's all you need to do. You need to just invent the next sound to the world. That's what I believe. It's not that... Uh, creating old sounds is bad. I'm just saying that what I'm passionate about is like creating like the music that I would like to hear, but it's not existing right now. That's what guides me the most. So it doesn't have to be like revolutionary. You don't have to come up with, I can make it in, with what you call synthetic sounds on the computer or drumming on my belly. It doesn't matter as long as it makes me move and hopefully will make you move too. But first... I have to be moved, you know. It has to it has to be entertaining me. I want to have the options to come back to my own records after five and ten and fifteen and twenty years and listen to it and say, you know what? That's a great musician playing here. What a great composition! I'm like, I like what I'm what I'm hearing, without it being an echo trip on my own.
1: You know what I like is that there's this side of of opening your mind and this being sensitive around the sounds around you and not only being stuck at just one instrument that you learn and, and just and it's okay if you are but but when you talk about it, it's just like more mind opening and there's more sensitive in in being aware of the things around you and the sounds that you can take out of that and create music from that i mean i think
0: um i think that um If I may, I'll add another word about it before we move to the next question. I think it's in music creation, but not only music creation. It affects every field of life. If you've practiced your view of the world from an abundance point of view, you'll see abundance everywhere. You know what I mean? So for me, I see the the potential basically in almost everything that I see. So I don't think about the music in uh, synthetic or unsynthetic. If we should use AI or not, should using AI? If Spotify is good or not good? I mean, take the best out of it. Don't douchebag others and feel and live in abundance. That's all you need to do. I mean, it's always going to be the same conclusion to all your questions. I believe it's it's like really very simple, you know.
1: But <laughs> you know. Um... One of the movements that we're seeing thanks to technology is this this interconnected world. So we are actually being able to see this collective creation of putting people in different parts of the world together and each one playing an instrument and putting everything together. And this is something that would be just impossible to do in the old days, right? Without internet. so it's another tool it's another instrument but you are actually we are actually now able to put so many different cultures with different baggages like you know experiences together to create one thing and this is this is pretty cool right
0: it's amazing hum- humanity has finally had the chance to get together now it's, we need to make sure to make some moves before it's going to be too late because we're going to have no no humanity so Let's just move.
1: (laughs) Okay, now you have to get deeper into that. (laughs) I'm not going to let you go now with this phrase you said, that, you know, before it's too late and humanity will end soon.
0: You know, it's like uh, climate change and and, and the, the problems that surround it. I'm not sure, because I'm not a scientist and I'm not into this world, but I'm not sure if we're like... Half of the people that I that I read about it, like experts, they say that we are past the point of no return. And some people say that, uh, look, we gotta beware because we're um, a few years gonna be the point of no return. So I'm not sure if we're now past or before the point of no return. But I'm in a way, I'm a bit afraid. I'm a bit afraid to to humanity. You know, I have um, before that it was just me and I and have my wife. Now we have a baby, and it's like, what did I get her into? What kind of a mess did I just got? this innocent soul into. And this is something that, I, that I'm like, it bothers me. It's not that I didn't know that before, but still I, I went I and had a baby and, you know, you can say that it's from uh, selfish motives and you can say that it's like the natural involvement of human nature and then both, both answers would be right. But now we need to understand, I mean, how we can stop the ignorance that we live in. Ignorance is not about uh, not knowing. Ignorance is about uh, not being aware. So if you choose a certain politician and you're not checking his or her opinions about climate and, and, and their relations with corporates, you might be making a, a greater damage than consuming another plastic bottles of Coca-Cola or not. You need to be aware of the stuff that you do. You need to be aware of what kind of waves are being created, the ripples that comes from every stone that you throw to the world. And this is like, I think this is our main concern. I don't think I can change the climate problem, you know, from my point of view as a citizen. But I am responsible of my knowledge and not, you know, stuck in my head in the sand. And it's not only about quote-unquote, knowing that there is a problem. It's about knowing exactly what kind of actions you take every day that, and what are their effects. So this is what we need to, to take, I think, responsibility the most because this is what you can change. You cannot change the what happens in the rainforest alone, but you need to change the way you treat society, the way you treat your neighbors, the way you drive on the road, the people that you vote to, these are the things that you can change, small and big stuff. So if we want to make sure that humanity is not going to die in a few years, we need to really take responsibility and it's not about plastic bottles only. Because that's like the sexy things to see, you know, I'm, sa- I'm saving, you know, plastic bags that I'm taking out of the supermarket. I mean, yeah, great. Given my applause to you and here's a gold medal for your efforts. It's not only about that. It's about actually your entire well-being. It's about entire existence in society. And whatever that you say, speak, think, and like you said, what you pass on to your kids. I'm not sure even what was the question that I just answered on, but...
1: You just answered it beautifully. And thanks for that. So just let's move to, to our last topic, which is about your side of self-management consultant, which as I read about you is thanks to the attention deficit disorder that you say you have, right? You created this series of systems and workflows in your life, just about everything, you say. So my very first question to you is, as a new mother, I have to ask you, how is it working with your baby? (laughs) Do you have any advices here?
0: Ah yeah well it's uh having your baby is like a, it's like a huge obstacle in the terms of time or or of self management i can tell you i can tell you one thing it's um in a way it's like when you're trying to keep your diet okay and you say to yourself okay i'm going to eat like green vegetables and drink water and you like keep keeping good order for like 2 weeks and then you had that one pizza day when you had seven Cotton boxes of pizza in one hour, and then you just like hate yourself, okay? But it was an obstacle on the way. You can always start again tomorrow. So every time I have like time where my baby needs me and it like pushes away everything that I wanted to do and it pushes away all my tasks and everything, the important thing I believe is to remember to get back on the horse and not giving up on yourself. I mean, don't use the pizza accident to start eating garbage. Just start again tomorrow on your healthy living. So it's, I, I think it's in a way it's the same thing. It's just not, not telling yourself the story that, quote unquote, I'm now a mother and therefore I'm allowed to be in a complete mess and not manage anything in my life because I'm allowed to do it because I have a good excuse. I mean, of course you can do it, but it's not going to be contributing to yourself at all. You know, I'm I'm having obstacles all day. At some point she's like crying and some, at some point her mother is like tired and I have to take over, although it was like her shift, you know, or whatever. But, you know, it's just life. All things must pass, you know, like George Harrison said. I mean, you have to acknowledge the fact that everything changes and you start again whenever you can start again. That's the best tip I can give you. Don't give up ever.
1: I love it. Absolutely. And, you know, you teach about self-efficiency and how not to lose it completely in the information age today. So basically, this is for everybody, everybody, right? So which would be your top three advices you could give our listeners? Like the perfect way to end our interview, which would be your top three advices to our listeners not to lose it completely?
0: Well, first of all, People always tie the field of time management or self-efficiency to make as many tasks in one hour as you can. And it's not, for me, it's not about that. So the first tip would be make sure that the task that you do is something that you actually need to do and be aware of the fact that you have only a certain amount of time in a day and it's okay that you won't be quote-unquote efficient. It's not about being efficient. It's about making order of your day in a way that you don't want to be that you don't collapse at the end of the day. That's the whole point. It's not about like creating more for less time and not supporting that view of the world at all. So that would be the first thing. The second thing would be whatever you do under any circumstances, stop notifications on your mobile phone. Like seriously, I mean, you have no idea, no idea unless you stop your notifications and, and then you know, but you have no idea how much attention this thing takes from you? The funny thing about attention is that it's like a muscle that you can't really measure when it's going to be done. If I'm going to the gym right now and I'm going to lift like uh, 30 kilograms in one in one hand, for example, I wish. Yeah, I'm, I'm lifting like 10 barely, but let's say I'm going to, I'm going to lift like 30. I know my limits. I cannot lift 40. I can lift only only 30, right? I know where, where my limit ends. So with attention, you don't know when your limit ends. It's gonna be build up tension in your body with lots of cortisol being spread around your body and then it will reach the, the end of it. Then you will have no place anymore for anything. And then you will be have to lie down on the sofa for like three hours and, and rest. So I think that the second tip would be stop notifications and throw out of your device all the apps that are like time and attention consuming, like put it in the end of the last screen of the phone. And the third thing is take the field of personal management very seriously. As much as you take the sports, nutrition, financial education and spiritual practice, take it very seriously because we're facing the world right now with a problem that we didn't know before, like like 30 years ago. We didn't know about obesity and all of a sudden it's something that is very, very common and you understand that it's like a pandemic. So you need to make sure you protect yourself from the potential disease of the new world. And the potential disease of the new world is having your attention stolen and you're having your focus stolen and not being present in any interactions in your life because your mind is like thinking in five different directions. So I think the third tip would be go and learn time management methods, learn how to arrange your tasks, learn how to build your projects because you need it for your own well-being. Not because you need to be efficient, but in order to have a better life for your family, for your for yourself, for your kids, for your dog.
1: That's great. Thank you so much for your time with us. Uh, Yair, if you have any final words to our listeners, it's your time. And if not, we are going to just let them hear a little more of your beautiful compositions.
0: Thank you for having me here in this uh, great podcast and I actually uh, the idea behind this podcast is really really great and I'm, I'm super excited to, to be to be on it. And I think my last words would be what we said before. don't douche bad people and you'll be just fine.
1: <laughs> awesome. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Sure Hacker. Life. Path. Future.